Chapter Eleven of Titus, a Comrade of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Titus, a Comrade of the Cross, by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter Eleven though the dawn was yet so young that a few stars lingered in the heavens the great courtyard in the house of jairus was a scene of the liveliest confusion servants were flying hither and thither and men shouting to each other as they led forth the mules and prepared to load them with the baggage of various sorts which was already lying in great piles on the pavement in the midst of the court stood benoni directing one here cautioning another there and keeping a calm and dignified mien as was his wont on all occasions however trying as the beasts of burden were loaded one after another was led out into the street and stood waiting in a long line and now bring forth the master's horse together with the mules and quickly for time doth fly and we must accomplish the first stage of our journey before the heat of the day begins at this command there issued from his stall an arabian horse showing in his full dark eyes small head and slender clean-cut limbs all his pride of birth after the arabian came a number of large sleek mules with luxurious accoutrements each led by a groom Benoni had already left the courtyard for the purpose of informing his master that all was ready for a start, and he now hurried forth again, followed in more leisurely fashion by Jairus, his wife, the noble Sarah, and their little daughter Ruth, with several maids laden with wraps of various kinds. "'I am so glad that we are going at last,' cried Ruth joyously, bounding ahead of the rest of the party." and there is my dear old becca ah i believe you know me you darling caressing as she spoke the nose of a snow-white mule which stood a little apart from the others wait darling said the soft voice of her mother let benoni lift thee to the saddle but the strong arm of titus had already snugly ensconced the little damsel in her place titus can do it quite as well as benoni as thou seest my mother said ruth gaily i am so glad that thou art to lead my becca she continued patting the glossy neck of the animal because i can talk to thee as we journey last time i had old asa and he was too deaf to hear me even had i cared to talk with him titus showed his white teeth in an appreciative smile but said nothing truth to tell he stood somewhat in awe of the imperious little maiden who with her hazel eyes and golden hair seemed a being set apart from the rest of the world at last all were settled to their satisfaction and one after another moved slowly out from the great gateway now thrown wide open benoni wiping his heated face paused for a few last words of warning and advice to the under steward who was to be left in charge of the house during his absence then he too jumped into his saddle and clattered down the street after the procession which was already well under way. Ruth rode behind her mother, and was followed by Marissa, while Jairus, with a number of heavily armed men-servants, traveled in front. 
the beasts of burden laden with rich offerings for the feast and with the tents cooking utensils and other things needful for the journey each under the charge of a man brought up the rear the city was already stirring early as it was and the procession as it wound through the streets and squares attracted much attention the wife of jairus drew her veil more closely about her face and bade her daughter do the same the little maiden obeyed but her bright eyes peeping out from the gauzy folds were intent on loosing nothing of the lively scenes about presently to his surprise titus spied stephen his fishing nets on his shoulder waiting like the others to see the cavalcade pass on beholding titus his face flushed with pleasure and holding up a string of fish that their size and number might be appreciated he shouted farewell and may the gods protect thee who is that lad asked ruth curiously and why doth he say may the gods protect thee as if there were several tis my brother stephen answered titus and he saith gods because he hath been accustomed to hear it from his youth we are of greek parentage nay thou lookest not like a greek i have seen many of them said the little girl thou art a jew by thy features thou art like some one i know but who it is i cannot remember but tell me of this brother stephen thou didst call him i can tell thee something wonderful about him said titus he was a cripple and could not walk and the healer jesus cured him so that he is as thou didst see a strong lad albeit of a delicate and beautiful countenance at least added titus modestly he doth so seem to me yes of course said ruth somewhat impatient at the digression but was he really healed so that he can walk tell me all about it everything thus commanded titus told with as much of detail as he was able the story of the baby and stephen ruth interrupting him at intervals with questions ah said she drawing a long breath of pleasure when he had finished i like that story and the best of it is that it is all true i too have seen the nazarene she continued thoughtfully after a pause i think him the most wonderful the most beautiful the best man in the whole world i have longed to talk with him but my mother says that we cannot for he is always surrounded with a great crowd of poor people they had now passed out of the city and had begun the ascent of one of the high steep hills which shut in on every side the beautiful little lake of gennesaret as it was sometimes called the way became difficult and stony so that titus was kept busy picking the best places for the mule the wife of jairus glanced back several times to see that her darling was safe and that the lad was sufficiently careful and every time caught a bright smile from the little girl the precious one the mother murmured happily to herself she hath a smile like to the sunlight after a hard climb of about an hour the top of the ascent was reached and all paused for a few moments to rest the sun was up now and the scene spread out before the travellers was one of marvellous beauty hundreds of feet beneath them lay the silver expanse of the lake studded with sails while on every side the hills covered with luxuriant foliage and dotted with villages rose higher and higher till in the far distance gleamed the snowy head of mount hermon the days that followed were full of delight to titus to his sturdy frame the easy stages of the journey caused no fatigue while the ever-changing scenery 
picturesque evening encampments and the growing friendliness of the little ruth brought a happiness such as he had never known before all that had embittered his young life lay far behind now and his soul responded strongly to the new sweet influences which surrounded him on the fourth day of the journey it became evident that they were approaching the holy city for the bands of pilgrims together with flocks of sheep and oxen for sacrifice and feasting which they had met occasionally during the whole course of their journey became more and more frequent many of these pilgrim bands were singing while they marched along and fragments of their song floated back on the wind as they defiled through the narrow valleys our feet shall stand within thy gates o jerusalem whither the tribes go up the tribes of the lord to give thanksgiving unto the name of the lord pray for the peace of jerusalem they shall prosper that love thee peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces end of chapter 11 recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida